4: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
5: What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get a podcast, and today I'm welcoming on our new co-host, Brandon Scott, longtime Wizards fan, longtime Commanders fan, DC Sports fan, uh, Nationals, Orioles, baseball, everything, uh, retired military vet. How are you feeling today, Brandon? Welcome to the show. Feeling good. Feeling good. Good to meet everybody. Ready to roll. Yes, sir. So, Today, we're going to talk about Denny obvious performance against Finland. He had a great game today. Awesome game against Finland where he dominated, was clutch. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the big trade with uh, Donovan Mitchell, where he was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, um, Brandon, what were your thoughts on Denny's performance today? What stood out to you the
3: most from Denny's performance? Man, I was impressed. I mean, look at the stat line, man. 20. 20- <sighs> 23 points, 15 rebounds. I mean, the defense was on point. You know, he got two blocks, one still. I mean, this is what you want to see from Denny, the confidence. I mean, you really saw how Drew Hanley was working on that shot. I mean, the you know, the release is smoother. It's faster. You know, the confidence. You know, honestly, man, I was just thinking about this right before I got on, man. You know, if he shows this in training camp in the first 10 games, man, I have no problem with him being a starting forward, man, uh, as far as small forward. He's impressive. I mean, I think the only negative I can get away from is uh, top of the key when he had the ball in ISO uh, defense played off him a little bit. That's the one thing, you know, when you get in the NBA, you know, when you go up against guys like Pat Bev, they're going to get in your face. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I'd like to see how he deals with that, but very impressed. Very impressed.
5: Yeah, I thought so too. I like what I saw there too. Um, 23 points, seven or 15 from the field, 15 boards, three assists, two blocks. One steal in 37 minutes, 89 to 87 win in overtime. Um, he had a clutch shot. Uh, I want to say Lord Markin was guarding him for the majority of the time uh, where he hit a shot uh, at the top of the key to put it into overtime. Um, I did write down some notes. I, you brought up a good point at the top of the key where they do. Um, they, they sagged off a little bit, you know, but they started to guard him guard up on him. You know, because he, he, you know, he's showing that he is a threat from the three point line. Like you said, with Drew Hanley, he's been working out uh, from the three. Hit the, he had a pick and pop three, um, but I, I love how he got to the basket too. He was finishing with either hand, had a nice scoop layup, um, getting past Lauren marketing one time. He was guarded by another guy, then had another the tough the clutch and one was on Lauren marketing again. The only thing is he did miss the and one free throw. Does need to work on that, but the clutch three at the top of the key, man that that really stood out for me um and you can see on the last possession of the, of the game uh, another guy i don't remember his name but he took a layup and missed it and then he was you know, very upset very animated that he didn't get the ball when he definitely deserved to get the ball in that, that last situation but i love the confidence the confidence is huge because we've seen times where he has had had his head down in wizards games where you know he's been on stretches where you know he's gone over over from the three you know 0 for three over for four over five but he kept his head up and you can see he was using that point four position as a point guard too um, but also, he made another clutch play where he's at the top of the key too, where he made an assist between the leg, uh, between the leg dribble to get to the basket. But he dumped it off to the big man. They went up seventy three to seventy two uh, with two minutes to go. So he was super clutch, man. He has some ice in his veins tonight, man. He he showed why he possibly, you know, why he was named supposed to be the steal of the draft. And I still think he can definitely do that. Um, you know, what what else do you see from Denny that you think he can make a leap for this upcoming season?
3: Um, you mentioned it, uh, you know, dealing with adversity. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, you know, last year we saw that, you know, when he had bad games he'd get down on himself and it mm-hmm. showed, you know, is, um, early in the year when we had the 10 and three start, you know, he was motivated. His defense was on point. You know, you saw, you know, it's totally different Denny than anything you saw later in the year when, you know, he was kind of down on himself, you know, so when he's confident, man, I'm telling you, I, I totally agree. He could be the still that year's draft because. His athleticism shows, Um, I mean, the passing. I was very impressed with the passing I saw. Yeah. You know, he was hitting, you know, real good passes. I mean, very mm. impressed. I mean, like like I said, if he can show this going into the season, I have no problem with him being the wing because he, the athleticism, the shot is back. You know, the the vision on the court, I mean, it's just, I see what scouts see. You know, and, and he's definitely, in my opinion, you know, a definite steal in that draft. So, mm.
5: Yeah, so the first quarter, the first half, he, you know, it looked like he was, you know, getting used to the game, getting to the speed, getting used to the speed of the game. I know he just came off of health and safety protocols, uh, coming back, but um, also I do want to say I do want to say some quotes from Iran, uh, Soroka, who is a guest on the show. Uh, he's been a guest on Locked On Wizards a couple of times. He actually works for uh, Sports Five in Israel. Um, he did an interview with Denny Avdia talking about the game, and this is a quote that he had. So I've, I've been, you know, messaging Iran. Uh, throughout the day about the game too. He said, this is what Denny said. He, I took the matchup with Lori personal. I told myself it's now or never. I've guarded some great players and I'll guard some more in the future. But with marketing, I told the coach stuff. I don't care about scoring or fouls or whatever. Just let me slow this guy down and I made it hard for him. How did you, what did you think about Danny's defense?
3: Man, very impressed. I mean, he's got that, you know, we always talk about the dog, you know, having a dog, that mentality, right. you know what I mean? He's got it, you know, he's got it. And you know, his his defense is impressive. It's it's, it's an, in my opinion it's an all NBA defense stuff. It's all NBA defense. I mean, if you look at him last season, you know to be able to slow down players like, you know, Giannis. You know he was shut down Giannis early on, man. I mean the defense is is on point, and, and you know the longest only knock on him was a shot. So honestly, if he you know if he's consistent with that three point shot, added to that defense and that vision, sky's the limit for Denny.
5: Straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah, he had a huge stop against Laurie Markkanen. He had a huge stop against another big man for um, for Finland as well. And they, he actually had a block, too, on a three-pointer. I wrote that down on my notes, too. almost forgot about that, uh, where it was 50 seconds la- left in the game. Somebody shot a corner three. I, I'm sorry. I don't know these guys' names for Finland at all, except for Laurie Markkanen. Laurie Markkanen yeah. had a great game, too. I'm not going to lie to you. He had, he had about 27 points or something like that. He had a putback dunk. Um, he was virtually unstoppable in that first half, but they did have to put Denny on him. Uh, Lloyd Marken has shot like 11 free throws in the first half, which was which was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but Denny did a good job defensively. He had that block in the clutch, too. So, and the Wizards, they need more closers. They need more closers. Kyle Kuhn was a closer. I think, I think Porzingis is a closer. Um, Bradley Bill can be a closer. I think, you know, there's some inconsistencies with him in the clutch. But, um, if Denny can have that clutch gene in him, too, man, that, that's another guy. We're, we're, we had a lot of close games last year, and there's going to be a lot of close games next year, too. So, um, this was, this was very intriguing. I'm very intrigued by Denny.
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, this is, this is what you want to see from Denny in the offseason. you know, is, mm-hmm. you know, it's what you want to see out of him. Cause um you know, the the big thing right now for next year's team is that he was going to play small forward. You know, if he could step in and show this Denny that we're looking for, you know, you could see Will Barton, a six man, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I totally agree, man. You know his defense, especially marketing. Marketing is not an easy guard. It you does. know, he, I mean, shoot, look at his stat line. I mean, thirty-three points, twelve rebounds. So I mean, you know, marketing was on point. But you know, so is he, if he could play, oh man, I'm saying I'm excited, man. I'm saying because he looked good. You know, he looked good, and you know, you throw that in there with you know KP. You know the beard, man. You know he's looking straight. So I'm, I'm optimistic, especially from two, these uh, two guys, man. Because a lot of question marks with these two guys, especially KP. most of it has to do with you know his health. Skill level's never been an issue. It's just health. But with Denny, oh, man, boy. that dog. If he can show that dog, especially with finishing, you know, you, you brought up earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, you you know last year the big problem with him was finishing strong. You know, he showed you know a little bit. He showed a little Timothy when the con you know with contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, if he can have that dog, man,
5: watch out. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. He's he's definitely prime. He, he's a potential breakout candidate for the Washington Wizards for sure. And um, he's got he's got to have that dog in him for sure. Uh, but yeah, battling with Will is going to be him against Will Barton for that three spot. I mean, you could throw Rui in competition for that battle too. Who's going to start? But of course, you know, the most important thing is finishing games. If he can if he can defend like he did, like you brought up with Giannis and Brandon Ingram and Jimmy Butler throwing up the clamps and throwing up the X. Then it's hard for it's hard to keep him on the bench in, in you know the last part of the game. But I do have one more quote from Iran, and then we're going to get to the Donovan Mitchell talk, of course. Uh, and then we'll we'll wrap up with that. Uh, but before we do get to that, we do have a quick word from NHTSA impaired driving. Just want to make sure you guys stay safe out there. So we have a quick word from them. Um, are you one of those people? Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not OK to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you you drive different. Drive high. Get a DUI.
0: In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
5: All right. And then also, one thing I would say, just to be objective, too, you know, I talk about this with Porzingis too, is because, you know, you look at FIBA basketball, there are guys that perform differently, like Patty Mills performs differently in the Olympics than he does in the NBA. I think Patty Mills is still a really good player, too. Um, same thing with Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier for France, he looks like a different player, like the Michael Jordan of France, or Hito Turpin, who looks like the Michael Jordan of Turkey, but when he comes to the NBA. They're, they're good players, but not great players. Yeah, now, yeah. I do want to see this translate to the games. Um, I don't know yet if he could dominate in an NBA game and put up 25 and 13. We haven't seen that yet. His career high is about, like, 21 points. He's only 21 years old, so he's still growing and developing, too. Um, The Auburn game he dominated, but against that that was against, you know, college players. Um, This game was against Finland. Not bad competition, but really good competition. Boyd Markin is a great NBA player. So this one definitely gave me more confidence than what I saw from the Auburn game, which I do. I did like I did like what he did in in the Auburn game as well. I'm not going to take anything away from Denny, but uh, this is the last quote um, from Iran as well. Shout out to him. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at S-O-R-O-K-M-A-N. He said, I've quote uh, Denny said, quote, I've always dreamt of being on this stage. I've been in the NBA and Euroleague, but something is special when you have your country's name across your chest, end quote. So I love hearing that from Denny. That uh, that's this is the interview that Iran did with uh, Denny after the game against Finland. So but all right, let's transition to Donovan Mitchell, man. I, I was shocked. What was your initial reaction to the trade uh for Donovan Mitchell to the Cavaliers?
3: Um, I was shocked because it wasn't the Knicks. I thought the right. Knicks were front runners just because they had the picks. Um, but, the, you know, the Knicks didn't do themselves any favors by, you know, re-signing R.J. Barrett because the, that was the piece they wanted. So, you know, the Cavs, I mean, the Cavs, man. You know, the Cavs, if any team should look at the Cavs for how to rebuild, it's, the, you know, the Wizards. You know, because if you look at Cleveland, you know, just like D.C., it's hard to, you know, get big name free agents here. You know, a lot of the talent we have to trade or draft. And, you know, you look at Cleveland, you know, look, Mobley, they drafted them. Garland, drafted them. Right. Accoro, they drafted them. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, you know, Jared Allen traded them in. You know, Mitchell, you know, that that's, just, that's GM, man. You know, that's so while well, I was, you know, surprised, I wasn't really because – Cleveland's been sneaky, kind of aggressive the last couple of years. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the names I mentioned earlier. You know, the go grab Allen from the Nets. You know, they they're, they're sneaky with getting a lot of these core players in there. So I'm scared of Cleveland a little bit, man. You know, they're, to to me, they're up there with Milwaukee and Boston, easy. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah, you brought up the draft picks too. I mean,
5: the last year, so they drafted Ochai Abaji, who they included in the trade, the 14th pick in 2022. But you know, ever since LeBron left, they they just been rebuilding. Which is, you know, the Wizards. I'm not gonna say the Wizards, you know, have to tank, but they definitely definitely, you know, consider rebuilding. Especially if these if this year doesn't work out, you, they may want to go the rebuild ro- route. Or they should have went the rebuild route two years ago, you know. But you look at how the Cavaliers have done it. You know, Ted Leon said they'll never ever tank. Um, the past picks they had, you know, context was the eighth pick of the draft, and they had top five picks garland was the fifth pick of the draft or curl was the fifth pick of the draft and then evan moley was the third pick of the draft the wizards you know we keep getting the ninth pick of the draft we keep getting solid players but the rotational players Corey kisper 15th pick of the draft johnny davis 10th pick of the draft who looks like another you know solid rotational player yeah. but you know the cavaliers they got blue chip guys which the wizards just haven't been able to find or all-star potential guys in a draft in the last couple of years i think this front office, or you know, even the previous front office, the only way they were really able to find that top-end blue chip talent was getting top three picks. John Wall was the first pick of the draft. Bradley Beal being the third pick of the draft. Otto Porter was solid, but definitely not an all-star. He was the third pick of the draft. Other than that, you know, all our draft picks, they don't get second contracts. You know, Kelly Oubre, Troy Brown Jr., or they get traded before their second contract.
3: Yeah. And, you know, this trade show how important, or rather, Cleveland shows how important it is to evaluate talent in the draft. I mean, you know Garland, you know, not, not a lot of people thought that Garland was going to be, you know, an all-star level point guard. And it shows the vision of scouting. You know, Garland can easily, within the next couple of years, be a top 15 point guard if he's not already. Right. I mean, you know, he's a solid point guard who can distribute. He can score if need be. He can shoot behind the arc. I mean, You know, Mobley, you know, a lot of people say, you know, can he, you know, could he slide into the role of being a power forward next to Allen? And I mean, they formed a nice Twin Towers, man. I mean, you know, they just, this is a scary team. And, you know, as a Wizards fan, this is kind of the vision I wanted for my team. Because, you know, honestly, two, three years ago, we should have rebuilt. You know, at this point, you know, Bill's. he's resigned. So it is what it is at this point, but Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why Tommy, he's going to have to be creative if he wants to build, because you know, the draft picks are an issue, you know? And and I think that another, another issue is we kind of over evaluate our guys a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. the fact that people aren't really fighting for Rui or Corey, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, the fact that people aren't really trying to go out and get our guys shows that we're a little, you know, we're over-evaluating them a little bit. So, Mm. You know, yeah, Cleveland definitely showed that. You know, draft capital is important. You know, it's very, you know, it's very important. So, yeah, it just makes it easier to hit the dart board with with the darts.
5: You know, because yeah. we're we're shooting from nine feet away, and they're shooting from you know just three feet away. You know, getting top picks, um, and the Wizards have just struggled to find that diamond in the rough. At you know, pick nine, ten, or fifteen, or even in the second round, like other teams been able to have you know find gems. like the Grizzlies have been able to find gems in the later parts of the first round with Desmond Bain and other guys. Dylan Brooks in the second round. The Wizards just haven't been able to do that. Um, but, you know, looking looking at this, too, the Wizards had their, their picks tied up in Texas because we know the Wizards were in contention to get Donovan Mitchell, and then there was the report that said the Wizards front office firmly believes that they have a chance. And I kind of always knew, like, hey, you know, stuff like this doesn't happen for the Wizards. They don't usually end up with stars and making big trades for stars. I know they traded for Porzingis, but They only had to give up Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. But also, you know, looking at the protections, too. But before we get to this, I'll ask you, how do you see the Eastern Conference shaking out now? How do you see this trade affecting the Wizards spot or where you think they could finish in the Eastern Conference after this Cavs trade?
4: This is Jake from Locked On. sometimes you and i need that kind of support too think of state farm like a pivotal team player when you need help protecting the things that matter most remember the jingle and just say like a good neighbor state farm
3: is there um it changes things for washington we need to add another star um if you look at the top three teams in my opinion top three teams you know Mm -hmm. or top four yeah brooklyn brooklyn's you know you gotta have three stars you know you know we have two stars that have question marks. As much as I love Brad Bill, man, you know, this he's got he's gonna have to go into the season with a chip on his shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. he, you know, his scoring average went down, three point percentage went down, you know, the injury to the hand. So he's gotta prove to people that he's that guy. You know, he's got to play to his contract. You know, with KP, you know, it's never been a talent issue. It's it's always health, you know, going back to the Nick days, you know, it's it's always health with him. So, I think that if he's healthy, he's solid. But we need another guy. You know, I think that, you know, maybe a mid-season trade for a wing, you know. Because Rui, I mean, if you look at Rui's his contract year. So, you know, the management has to ask themselves, do we want to extend Rui? You know, so I think it changes the game. It shows that, you know, you got to have a third star. You know, if you look yeah. at Milwaukee, you know, Giannis, you know, you got Middleton. You got Drew Holiday. You know, so... I'm, I'm I'm intrigued to see. I mean, you know, it's it's tough to say because we have not seen them play together yet. You mm-hmm. know, we haven't seen Kuz and KP and and Brad play together. So, you know, I think the first ten, maybe fifteen games will be a mission stick, and where, you know what we really need to do to improve this roster. So,
5: no, you're right. I mean, the East has improved. They are stacking up on all star talent. I mean, you look at the Cavs right now. You know, Donovan Mitchell's a perennial all star. Garland just made all star team. Jarrett Allen made an all-star team. Evan Mobley's going to make an all-star team when, before his career is said and done. Um, and then you look at the Sixers, James Harden, James, um, Joel Embiid. Uh, Tobias Harris is a solid player. Tyrese Maxey is an up-and-coming player. So they got they got some stacked teams uh, with the Sixers. I mean, you look at the Nets, too. They got Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and, and Ben Simmons now. Then you look at the Miami Heat. Um, they're always going to be super competitive with Jimmy Butler. And then, like you brought up Giannis, Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton, those are three all-star caliber players. I mean, Giannis is an MVP candidate every year, and Chris Middleton is an all-star. And then the Celtics, the East just got better. It's not the East from two years ago or last year where the Wizards made the playoffs being 34 and 38. You have to have a winning record to make the playoffs. So now, I mean, somebody's going to be an odd man out. Like, you look at the Eastern Conference, honestly, I'll bring up, you know, the Eastern Conference on ESPN, but there may be a team. There's a good team, like the Raptors may miss out, or the Bulls may miss out. The Bulls have multiple All Stars, uh, DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vucevic. So it's going to be super competitive. I'm intriguing to see how the Wizards respond and 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 play against these teams in the Eastern Conference. You know, Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, the Sixers, the Raptors are getting better with Scottie Barnes and uh, Siakam. So I mean, it's, it's going to be intriguing. And the Hawks too, Dejounte Murray and, and Trey Young. So I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah, Capella. I mean. The teams are getting better, and I already said eight, eight, eight or nine teams right there. Cleveland, so that's – yeah, Miami's one, Boston's two, the, the Bucks are three, uh, Phillies four, Toronto five, Bulls six, Brooklyn seventh, finished seventh last year, the Hawks were the eighth seed last year, and then Cleveland was the playing team, the ninth team, and they're definitely going to make the playoffs this year for sure. And then on the outside looking in is, you know, Charlotte, New York, and us. And then rebuilding teams are like the Pacers, Detroit, and Orlando. So really not a lot of spots. I mean, it's going to be a dull fight the Eastern Conference. So yeah. it, it's going to be exciting to see some more competitive basketball. But the Wizards definitely have their work cut out for them for sure. So Porzingis is definitely going to have to make a leap uh, or, you know, just stay healthy. And Brad's got to get back to his, you know, for, his former self in 2021 where, you know, he was getting bucket, buckets and getting baskets um, for sure. So – um but yeah, just talking about the trade stuff too, and the 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 value of the trade. I actually didn't say the trade either, what what it was. Um, I'm gonna look at Woj's Twitter here and say the trade because I know they got Colin Sexton, they got Laurie Markkinen, they got uh, of course they got a couple of picks too. They got um, unprotected picks to Utah in 2025, 2027, and 2029, and pick swaps in 2026 and 2028. Sources tell, along with the Rudy Gobert trade, so that those are the trades they accumulated. but I'm sorry. So here's here's the trade right here. So Cleveland is sending its three unprotected picks to Utah in 2025, 2027, and 2029, and pick swaps in 2026 and 2028. Sources tell ESPN, um, right there. So they they got Laura, yeah, Lauren marketing and Bogie Colin Sexton, and three unprotected first round picks and two pick swaps. Um, and then with the Wizards, you know, they weren't able to really trade picks because they had their picks tied up in the trade with John Wall for Russell or Russell, yeah, John Wall for Russell Westbrook. So this is from the athletic, you know, talking about the trade. So that they made. So Washington owes us a protected first round pick to another team, which is the Knicks now in 2023, stemming from the Westbrook John Wall swap before the 2021 season because of the league rules that prohibits teams from trading their first round picks in consecutive years. Washington cannot trade any of his first-round picks until twenty twenty-eight. So that's, that's those are the rules with the uh, stipian rule as well and the protections. Um, just what are your thoughts with the Wizards? What do they? What do you think they need to do because their picks are just tied up? You, you talked about trading the, for a star, and then you know also the the other rules for the trade too. I got to bring that up too. But they the the picks are a lot of protected So this upcoming year, it's it's top fourteen. So if they make the playoffs that I want to say the pick conveys, but I have to look up the rules more.
3: Yeah, it's going to be tricky. I mean, Tommy's really going to have to get on this game because, you know, the picks are an issue, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
3: and this issue is going back. I mean, we could talk about Ernie, (laughs) you know, the picks, you know, because Ernie Gronfield used to trade picks like it was out of fashion, man. I mean, you know, he traded a first-round pick for everybody. So, um, I mean, it shows how draft capital is important, you know, and the Wizards are learning it right now, how important draft picks are. You know, and evaluating, you know, prospects. So he's gonna have to be you know he's gonna have to be crafty. You know, I, I do believe that we need a third star and it's gonna take some take some time. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I see that he, you know, he's gonna have to take a pick of one, maybe two of these young guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to pick a guy he wants to stay. And it's probably gonna be Denny. You know, I, I could see, you know, Johnny Davis or Rui or maybe two or three of them being traded because you know, you gotta get rid of somebody to add a star. You know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are a big fan of Coos. But, you know, if you look at the contract, you know, player option. So, I mean, Kuz, you know, he can easily be on the chopping block as far as trading, you know, trading him, too. So it's going to be crappy for Tommy. It it really is. He inherited a a situation because, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, for a long time, there was no, you know, Ernie Grunfeld traded picks like it was nothing. You know, and uh, look at, you know, Bedonovitz, you know, we traded the first round pick for a guy that we didn't even re-sign after the season. You know, first round pick for you know Marquise, and while Marquise Morris was a, a you know a really core piece of the John Wall years, I mean you know we got rid of him and sent him to New Orleans without getting much in return. So I mean we really have to value draft capital, but it's it's gonna be hard because every team right now that's chasing these these stars have draft capital. Right. So we'll see. Yeah,
5: no reason to don't. Yeah. So I actually found the rules here so, or the the details of the trade so it's it's top 14 protected in 2023 so if they make the playoffs then the knicks will get the pick but if they don't make the playoffs the wizards will keep their pick and then it just keeps rolling over year after year the pick will just be will stay protected year after year until 2026 and then i think after that it turns into like two second round picks or something like that so yes top 12 protected in 2024 top 10 protected in 2025. And top eight protected in twenty twenty six, so it, it's just it's handicapping us, it's handcuffing the handcuffing the Wizards right now to make a deal. So were you on board? Because I know there's a lot of on, looking on social media, was a lot of back and forth, a lot of there was a lot of Wizards fans who didn't want Donovan Mitchell. So where were you on that? Did you want to see the Wizards try and get the Donovan Mitchell spider?
3: Ah man, it's a it's a two inch you know it's a two it sword, man. I mean, on one hand. You can see the marketability of it. You know, right, Mitchell right. Bill, you can market that. Uh, it'd be a, a high scoring backcourt. But on the flip side, defensively, neither one of them are really good defensive players. So I mean you would have to you know, you would have to outscore people. So mm-hmm. I mean, as far as, you know, yeah, for the star power of Mitchell, mm-hmm. I was in favor of it because, you know, it's, it's intriguing to see Mitchell, Bill, and KP if they didn't have to give up KP. You know, a potential lineup of uh, Persingas, Bill, and Mitchell would be nasty. So, you know, yeah, I I was in favor of it. Um, KD was another trade I was in favor of, you know, but we all know how that is. You don't come home. But, you know, so, <laughs> so yeah, I was in favor of it. Yeah.
5: No, I was with it, too. Like you said, they, they may have to give up one of the young guns like Denny, Corey, or Rui. Just to get somebody you know you look at cleveland they had to give up colin sexton they had to give up marketing they had to give up guys that are good players um same thing with the Demontis sabonis trade you know the pastry the kings gave up tyrese halliburton a really good young prospect really good player a potential all-star to bring in an, uh, a more proven player in Demontis sabonis at the moment because they the kings want to win now they want to make the playoffs they haven't made the playoffs in what 10 20 years you know so um but, yeah, I mean, I was on board with it. I just think the Wizards need to upgrade their top-end talent. Like, we just named all the players from the Eastern Conference. They're loaded with guys. They're loaded with guys that are proven all-star players. Now, I know it would have hurt our depth, but, you know, we haven't seen our depth really push us to make a playoff push like that either, you know, to be honest. So, and um, sometimes you just got to gotta give up stuff to get something. Like, Cleveland came out of nowhere at all of this. Like, it was the Knicks. Every day we were hearing, like, the Knicks are the front-runner for – donovan mitchell you know donovan mitchell you know with in you know being with julius randall and whatnot hanging out with those guys and you know taking pictures or whatever the, that we've seen and hanging out um it ended up being cleveland you know cleveland took his swing and i do want to see tommy Shepard take some more swings i think he needs to take some more swings if they really want to be a championship contender like bradley bill says that he wants to do then they're gonna to have to take some big swings here and, and get a star here because it's, it's hard for the draft to pick nine and pick 10 or 15 and bring somebody and 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 develop, you know, it's hard to do that. And right now, free agency, you don't really see a lot of guys just coming coming in through free agencies. It's, it's via trade now. You know, Anthony yeah. Davis was via trade. Um a, a lot of stars now are coming. You know, the Bucks had to trade for Drew Holiday. So the past two champion champions have made big trades. You know, that's that's just what it's been. That's just the way the NBA is right now. The disgruntled stars are upset, and they want to move on, and that's what teams do now. So,
3: yeah, I mean, I totally agree. He's going has got to be crafty, you know, he's, he's really he's going to have to up his GM game, man, because mm. it's going to take some, you know, I mean, you know, look at last year, just the, all the pieces in that did trade. I mean, that was the longest trade I've ever had to wait for, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but it was crafty, you know, and when he, and when he finally finalized, it was crafty and I was impressed. But it's it's, it's you know, it's very uncertain right now, you know, because the, mm. the is nasty right now. And it is all it did was push us farther down the standings because Toronto, another team I'm worried about. Toronto's got a nice young core. Exactly. Atlanta's got a nice team. I mean, Brooklyn is a championship, you know, contending team. Milwaukee's nice. I mean, Boston. I mean, you can you know you list off. You could easily list teams in the East and, and be already at eight nine teams before mm-hmm. you even hit the Wizards. So you know he's going to have to up his game as general manager because. And find maybe find you know later in the year a disgruntled guy from the, you know the Western Conference or something, but it's it's going to take some craftiness to build his roster around Brad. So right, yeah. The only disgruntled guy I can really see potentially this
5: next off season is Shea Gill, just because I don't know you know I mean yeah. the Thunder are tanking and whatnot, and Shea Old Holmgren is out for the year, so they're definitely going to tank again and probably try to get Victor Winyi Yaba. I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a lighter note, we'll end on a lighter note though. I do I love the way that Chris Epps has played this summer. I think he looks really healthy, really fluid. I love the mobility. He looks super healthy. He looks faster than what he did in the in the in the in the regular season. He looked good in the regular season with the Wizards too. I love how healthy he looks. He looks he's running well, he's jumping well, the the movement of his feet, the, the mobility, um, the foot speed, the lateral movement. And like you said, we we haven't seen Brad KP and Coos play together, which potentially could be a I'm not gonna call him a big three but a solid three. If those three yeah. play at a high level, then the Wizards could leapfrog possibly teams like the Raptors or the Bulls or the Hawks or teams like that and potentially get the sixth seed.
3: So I'll end on a lighter note. Yeah, I totally agree. KP, man, I, I'm telling you, it's the beard, man. That beard got There you, you go. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the beard. Because, I mean, he's he looks fast, man. I mean, he's just he's, – he looks good. And, you know, watching him and, and uh, Denny, man, that's optimism for me. You know, mm-hmm. I really see both of them taking a leap forward this season. You know, I think mm-hmm. that KP has a chip on his shoulder because, you know, and really if you look at the stats in Dallas, they weren't bad. You know, there's a lot of hate from the Dallas fans for KP, man. I don't understand mm-hmm. it because, you know, he was solid in Dallas. So, nah, man. I'm on yeah, big fan mm-hmm. of what I saw from <laughs> KP in This is uh so far, man.
5: Yeah. But all right, Brandon, shout out your Twitter so people can
3: follow you, then we'll wrap it up. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter at D A S C O T T Z 041813. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So I thank you
5: guys for listening. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. But so thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked on Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell as well and subscribe wherever you get a podcast. Also, we're going to do a hot takes episode, so drop your hot takes for the Wizards' upcoming season down below on the YouTube comment section, or you can add us on Twitter or you can DM either one of us on Twitter if you have a hot take um, as well. So, everybody, have a good weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.